This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 49. Coming up, we discuss the benefits of healthy snacking. Go figure, who thought there was such a thing? And how can we all start snacking smarter? Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast, the podcast dedicated to navigating how we can improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and we dive into topics covering fitness and today some nutrition and a whole lot more. On this episode, again, we're discussing the benefits of healthy snacking and how we really can start snacking smarter. With me today, registered dietitian for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, Grace DeRosha. Hello. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Excited to talk about this topic. Well, it's a good one, and it's a fun one, and I know that, you know, every time I sit down with you, and and I know that you're on the go all the time, you know, you're blogging, you've also got so many great credentials, certified diabetes educator, a health, certified health coach, but you're also an on-the-go person. You're an on-the-go mom, you're a wife, you're taking care of home, but every time I look up, you're in Cadillac, or you're in (laughs) Grand Rapids, or you're with me, and you know, I think that's one of the arch enemies of any kind of snacking idea is that we're always on the go, aren't we? Yes. It's very tricky. I think people often think of a snack as a treat food, and those are usually foods that are higher in added sugar or higher in fat. But if we are smart about our snacking, and I like to call it snacking with purpose, we can actually fulfill our bodies with some really good nutrition. So even though hunger hits us all, and let me just ask, because I can't say that I've ever seen you as the person that brings in the Yeti and you open it up and there's the bag of cashews and the special, you know, water of this. And Maybe you bring that stuff and I just don't see it all the time. I usually have a bar in my bag. You do? Okay. bar, yes. What kind of bar? What would you have that's healthy? So I actually, I have a kind bar in my bag right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those Um, are good. As an example. But it just depends. So like one thing I actually do, especially when it's cold out, is right now I actually have a bag of pears and not a bag of apples. And I have a box of some kind of bar always in the car. So then I avoid making not the smartest snacking decision if I get hungry. Yeah. It's hard to do that in the summer, but in the winter it works out really nicely. But when you think of snacking truly, is it because of your education and background? Is it because of the way you're wired? You're thinking of it more as fuel than you are just, let me grab some M&M, peanut M&Ms and got to go. Yes, most of the time, obviously, as a dietitian and a dietitian mom, I'm always thinking about how to fuel my kids properly, how to fuel myself. But I'm, you know, I am not the food police. I love a good peanut M&M. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably a bad choice because they're not awful. I no. mean, it's not the worst choice you could make, right? Well, and you know, we've talked about, I never like to label foods as good or bad. You know, it, there's better nutrition and there's things that you don't want to have as much of. But yeah. as soon as we start to label, you know, give everything that this is good, this is bad, then it's not like the best relationship with food, nor is it the best relationship with your body. And we always want to keep that. So let's go to the good side of this, right? Mm -hmm. There is a healthy benefit to healthy snacking. Can you give us some idea of what those benefits are in our everyday life? Absolutely. So the first thing with healthy snacking is it is a way to get good 
nutrition into the body. So if you are lacking in something, if you're trying to balance your macronutrients, if you're trying to get more fiber in because you're not getting enough, I think I've told you this before, the average American only gets about 10 to 15 grams of fiber a day, but Mm -hmm. we really need closer to 40 grams a day for good gut health. Most people don't get enough vitamins and minerals from their food and oftentimes like turn to supplements. But if you do eat healthy, most of the time you could get, you know, that's why it's called a supplement because it's supplementing your diet. So there's definitely ways to incorporate things. And I always tell people, think of a variety of food groups. Think about getting some things in during a snack time that you might not really have that often. Maybe use the snack time to change it up and try something new. Well, and you're you're talking about things like sliced apples and stuff like that. I mean, when you think about it, the old adage that we've all grown up with, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. The notion of how much fiber, water, I know there's sugar in it, but the goodness that's in an apple, even if you're using a little peanut butter on the side, holy cow, it's all in its own little package. Got to go. Yeah. I mean, nature's fast food, that is real. I use that all the time. I tell my kids think that nature's fast food, I mean, they know, is fruits or vegetables. That is, that's where it's at. It is, it's literally made for us to take and enjoy and have all that yummy, good nutrition. And I've heard you talk about this, and I, I, you know, there's this old thing that I keep in my mind. It's just one of the perfect pictures that I've got, and it relates to calorie density. You know, if you take an apple, and because I've always been on a diet my whole life, I'm on two diets because I don't get enough food with one. But, you know, (laughs) I, I look at an apple, 90 calories, right? And I've learned from you, if you compare that to this little pile of cookies, Think of how much that apple is filling you up. Maybe it is your in-between meal snack, right? But mm-hmm. it's good, and it's doing a lot of good for you. I mean, that is honestly one of the best ways to look at snacking. Looking at comparing a few different things and knowing that the apple, in this example, is going to be the better thing to put into your body. Yeah. And so what kind of boost am I going to get from a kind bar or from... I'm trying to supplement with something with a little more fiber or, again, our example of an apple. What do I get that boosts my system? So an apple, obviously, there's vitamins, there's minerals, there's water, there's fiber. Mm -hmm. I do like it paired with some peanut butter as a good example. Actually, one of my favorite snacks is apples with peanut butter, and then I mix cinnamon into my peanut butter, and it's like a delectable, delicious Mm. treat. And Um, why? Why do you like that outside of the obvious, which is it's a fave? One, I like cinnamon apples pair well together, but cinnamon yeah. also is actually a natural balancer of blood sugar. So there's that mm. added benefit. Yeah. And it adds a little bit of sweetness to my peanut butter because I use, of course, I use natural peanut butter, which is only peanuts without adding extra added sugar. And I've heard this, and you tell me, you know, slap me if I'm wrong because there's so many studies out there, right? Every day there's some new study, it seems. I've read studies that say that we should think about combining a little bit of protein with our carbs when we're having carbs. So having peanut butter, even though you would tend to think it's got more fat in it, either the good kind you're having or the kind that I may have. <laughs> but, you know, is it is there some science to that, that we really should add a little protein with our carbs? Or if I just want to eat celery or just have an apple, go for it and don't worry about it. Yeah, so this is why. And this is actually very important when it comes to snacking. Protein and fat, ideally heart-healthy fat, take longer to digest. So because of that, it stays with us longer. An apple that's all carbohydrate with the natural sugar in it will digest more quickly and can spike your blood sugar and then drop it faster, making you hungrier sooner. Ah, okay. So 
pairing those things together will help keep you sustained and satisfied a bit longer. And aren't those things going to work differently on your body, including, you know, you're in the middle of your workday or it's getting to be three o'clock in the afternoon and you're starting to zone out and like, oh man, I feel like I'm tired already and I've got two, three more hours to go. Does this help give you a boost when you're snacking the right way? Absolutely. Increasing your blood sugar will actually help give your brain, your heart, your body, all your organs a boost of energy to get through. I'm glad you actually brought this up because I think there's something important to be said about timing of these things. In our society, we often snack for different reasons. The goal is to snack to figure out like when you're hungry so that you can be satisfied for whatever duration of time your schedule kind of aligns with. But oftentimes people call it a snack time because they're eating because they're bored because Mm -hmm. they're emotional for other reasons other than satisfying your body and fulfilling that hunger. So I always remind people of that. And some of us have been blessed to work in places where, and God love everybody that does this, you know, today there's a birthday cake down in the kitchen or a lot of businesses that are trying to be hip and cool have installed, you know, little areas with bowls of stuff. And now it's the cool thing to do is to have snacks here and there and you would hope they're healthy. But, you know, you've got to manage when you're, especially at work, and I obviously when you're at home, but at work, even at work, you can find the well-meaning people who are bringing cookies, cake, donuts for breakfast. I mean, there's a lot of input and a, <laughs> a lot of glossy, bright, shiny objects that can hit your eyes, you know, that could distract you, and, and you wind up eating stuff you didn't really intend to. Yeah, very great point. We have this at work. There are these tables in the front and there are always th- there's always things on them like people brought their extra candy, their extra whatever yeah, because they right. want to get rid of it out of their home. So now they're bringing it to work. And this is what I tell people. Is it okay to have a treat? Absolutely. But I want them to think about, am I actually hungry? Do I actually want that? Do I need that? You know, Mm -hmm. thinking about your satisfaction level and your hunger level and also kind of looking at your day. As a mom, I'm a big planner, but you don't have to plan perfectly, but have some kind of plan B's in place so that you don't go through the drive-thru or you don't have 10 cookies that were sitting on the table. Maybe you have one with your cup of coffee or whatever it might be. Yeah. But just being a little bit smarter and a little bit more planned and calculated about some of these things. And it takes time. And you're talking about snacking with a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to admit to you what I've probably said in some previous episodes, admitted to you and everybody else who's heard it, is I I am kind of an emotional eater. And whether it's in the political climate we're in, it doesn't matter which side you pick a team. You know, I can find myself turning on the news of the day, and it doesn't matter if it's the, you know, some kind of flu virus or it's political mm-hmm. news. And I, I find myself reaching for cookies. Like, I'm watching, thinking in my head, like, are you people crazy? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I start eating because I'm an emotional eater. Something's going too right or too wrong. And right. so I don't really have a purpose in that eating. It's just satisfying. It could be that I was bored. Mm-hmm. It could be that, you know, I'm just kind of skating through an afternoon. But there are reasons to stop and ask yourself, am I snacking because I'm hungry (laughs) or am I snacking because I'm upset or what is it, you know? Yeah. And those things can be, like you said, they could be habitual. They could be so like over Mm -hmm. the years of our lives, we won't talk about how old we are, but (laughs) these things are something that we've turned to for a long period of time. And so it's, it's almost innate for us to go there. So 
that that's why that that breath and that moment, like three deep breaths is all you really need to actually ask yourself, am I hungry right now? Why am I grabbing the bag of chips? Why am I, you know, mm-hmm. is there a reason? Or do I have another plan to allow me to avoid stuffing my face with cookies? And again, you could have one, but just don't have the whole package of Oreos. <laughs> and what if you're getting a real hunger cue? Are you big on saying stop and do a you know three, two, one count, and then maybe get a glass of water? Is that too juvenile to think that it could be that basic and that gets rid of that hunger pang if it's real and it's not emotional or it's not boredom? No. So oftentimes when we're dehydrated, we feel hunger. Oh. So... That could be one thing for sure. But then also, obviously, looking at your day. If you haven't eaten in four to five hours, you might actually be hungry and need a real snack. And then I would tell people to take the time to try to pick a snack that could give them a boost of healthy goodness as opposed Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. too much of a treat. So are you big on this idea? Uh, I guess you could call it snacking, but there, there are all kinds of times and studies that I hear and read things about that say we should be having five, six smaller meals during the day. So in other words, I, I guess you could call it a midday snack uh, to get by, but is there some science and logic to this, or would you suggest that we not graze our way through the day like that? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this. Why is it a bad question? I mean, no, because it... it's a good question. Okay. I would always say it depends on the person and what they're doing that day. So, yes, there was some research a while back that said having five to six small meals a day is good for you because mm-hmm. it keeps your metabolism going. And I don't disagree with that. But I also think oftentimes what has happened and what I've seen with my patients is that they will fall into that five to six quote-unquote snack or small meals a day, but then they lose being in tune with when they're hungry versus full. And then those five to six quote-unquote snacks or mini meals turn into big meals. And then they're over-consuming. Yeah, so they expand, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I would say listen to your body and look at your day. I, I, I know I said this, I'm a big planner, but even doing something small like the night before before you go to bed, thinking about what your day looks like so that you could pack some snacks to bring with you or pack them the night before. So you're kind of ahead of the game. But then also having things in your toolbox, like drinking the glass of water, or I think about food all day long, literally. So Mm -hmm. also thinking about what are other things that I can do to take my mind off of food if I know I've eaten in the right time frame and I'm not hungry or I'm not about to work out or something like that. So whether that be like a mini walk, you know, I I have a list of things. If I'm at home, like folding the laundry, putting the laundry away, drinking some water, reading yeah. a book, texting or emailing people back that I have to email. So things like that to, again, put in your toolbox to think about, am I hungry? Am I full? Is this the right timing for me to eat? And then what am I going to put into my body? And I know you're big on balance and you've Mm -hmm. talked about this, but there is a way in one handy dandy little package, whether it's a kind bar or the thing that you find, to have balance where maybe you didn't have a chance to plan the whole thing and bring six Tupperware containers, you know, with (laughs) you to work. But the kind bar does sort of give you the fiber and it gives you some nuts. And it, you know what I mean? You yeah. can find ways that give you those things in a small package. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a sweet treat too, you know, mm-hmm. still allowing, you know, often they have dark chocolate in them. 
Yeah, I think there's lots of different convenience things that we can find. I just got a box of nutrition and it's a bunch of mixed nuts in a little package to make it easier instead of me having to put my own together. So there's definitely things that are out there that are convenient. Do you have a favorite snack? You know what? I do, and I, I'm, I'm a peanut butter and apple guy, but to be honest, I, th- I think about peanut butter and apple far more often as being maybe my on-the-go breakfast before I walk out the door in the morning than I mm-hmm. do as a snack. But I uh, just the other day, I snacked on an apple. I do cut back on the amount of peanut butter I'll use if it's a snack. I try to just put a tablespoon on the plate because I know what can happen, mm-hmm. and you know this, whether it's the healthy stuff or it's the traditional stuff in, in terms of peanut butter, when you've got a pretty good-sized apple, you know, you go through a <laughs> tablespoon, even when you're just dabbing, it yeah. takes a minute, and then all of a sudden it's gone. So you can start loading up on even the stuff that is quote-unquote good for you if right. you're not careful. Right, right. And all of a sudden, you know, you're dipping into the tub now, like, oh my gosh, I can't do that, you know. Well, yeah, and I mean, you, Michelle Dunaway, and I talked about that, that portion control. Yeah. Tune into that podcast, that's a good one. But yeah, how often that can escalate really quickly. Sometimes I am guilty of just taking the peanut butter jar <laughs> with me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, pump the brakes. Come on, in the car, like on the go? Oh, yeah, with a spoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, now I don't feel so bad when I have the expert telling me, you know. My wife, Susan, has been really good at instructing me. I mean, you know, she's, mm-hmm. well, she's really good at teaching me all kinds of things about life, but she's been really good. She will grab a kind bar. She will grab, and we've looked for protein bars with high fiber mm-hmm. and low sugar and all that stuff. So I may grab a half of that, and I'll tell you what I have found. I have taught myself, and I guess this is part of what you're saying here, that I don't need to eat an entire kind bar mm-hmm. or a protein bar to feel like I'm satisfied. So I'll break off a third, fold that puppy up, and keep it in the pantry when I come back and I think, it well, it's either Valentine's Day candy that's left over or the other third of my protein bar, I have yeah. been sort of trained like Pavlov's dog to go for the healthier choice. It's just working out. Yes, and it's funny because kid size bars are smaller, and often that's what we buy for the kids. But I feel like that smaller bar is the perfect little snack, grab-and-go mm. situation. Mm-hmm. I love that. I also find for me, and this is just my own system, so you asked me, so I'm giving you yes. the long version of the answer. If I'm moving, if I am taking the stairs in a building versus the elevator, if I'm on a cruise ship uh, enjoying and taking stairs instead of an elevator, if I'm doing something physical, even if I'm returning a cell phone call with my headset plugged in or something, my earbuds. If I am moving, it's really hard to also walk around and and walk up and down stairs and be trying to navigate holding a phone, holding a snack, holding a coffee, holding... You just can't do it yeah, well. There's too much going on. Yeah, so it's my little deal, and I know it doesn't apply to everybody, but when I'm moving, I find that not only am I getting the benefit of extra steps in my day, it's just hard to juggle all that stuff because I can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's a great point. Yeah, One of my things, I learned this from my mom, she used to always take a walk around the house if she... I think part of it was if she was stressed with dealing with her children, <laughs> but also to avoid ex, you know, extra eating if she didn't need to. She would go outside, maybe pull some weeds in the garden, and yeah. then she would come back in, and she was happy. She got some sunshine and fresh air, and it was all great. But I think 
also talking about being physical might, you know, if you're not exercising regularly or you're trying to increase your physical activity, you will see that that will move your metabolism. And then you might notice that you are hungrier sooner. So again, snacking with purpose and making, you know, better decisions as you're trying to attain these health goals become important in that process too. So I want to double back to something that you've touched on multiple times, and that's planning. So I know before you set out to, you know, to be here to record the podcast, I mean, you've got kids to get off to school, you, but you're planning. You are doing some planning. Give us a few, I guess they could even be hacks, but just give us a few ideas. What could we start to implement today, tomorrow, in terms of planning, not just trying to go to some machine and drop in a buck and, and get something out of it? What could we start to do to plan so that our lifestyle can change, that this can become a routine for us. So I gave you one of them. When it's colder outside, I keep a bag of apples or pears, and and it works Mm -hmm. for the kids and the whole family too, in the car, and some kind of nuts or some kind of bar that everyone will enjoy that stay in the car so that we avoid making not the best food decisions. Mm Mm-hmm. And you mean kind of that helps you avoid the drive-through? Yes, helps with the drive-through. Or, you know, when we're on the go, like you talked about, like when we're going from school to dance or school to soccer, school to swimming, and they want something, I always have that there, even though I usually try to pack something too. I always have that there if I don't have time because of my busy work schedule. So that's one of my easy hacks. Another thing would be always have a water bottle. Mm, Yeah. Like I mentioned, Oftentimes when we're thirsty or dehydrated, we feel hunger. So staying hydrated in that process is part of the key. And we're running out of excuses, aren't we, for not refilling a bottle because so many places have installed the newer drinking fountains that you can refill a bottle. It's almost impossible to go places now and not see one of those. Exactly. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) So are you apt to carry your own bottle? Like do you have a special bottle that you carry or... You just can't get a bottle of water, start your day, and just keep refilling the plastic one. I try not to use plastic when I can. Okay, but, yeah. You know, yeah. keep the environment safe. I get it. I think having, knowing what your favorite snacks are and how to transport them. So, you know, you and I have talked about apple and peanut butter. Uh, one of my favorites also is carrots or cucumbers with hummus. That's actually one of my kids' favorites too. So it, mm-hmm. all of these things work out nicely. On the way here, I had a hard-boiled egg with everything but the bagel seasoning Finding your favorite bars, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, but trying to find one that has whole foods, maybe is higher in protein and fiber and not as much added sugars um, so that it's really giving you that boost of good nutrition, snacking with purpose. Trail mixes, actually, I love to make my own. So when I'm at the bottom of different cereals or different snacks in the house, we put it all into a bowl and then make our own trail mix, which is super fun. Interesting. And then do you add anything to it, like little carob pieces? I mean, do you add stuff to it or you literally just mix up the leftovers? So leftover cereal, leftover like snacks or goldfish or crackers, dried fruit, chocolate pieces, you know, leftover pretzel, like basically whatever is, you know, when it gets to the bottom of the box or like the pretzel bag, I feel like this happens often. No one wants to eat it for some reason. So we make our own. And I usually try to think of a fun name. Like the last one I had some extra marshmallows that were colored. So we called it the unicorn trail mix, you know, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) whatever's going to make the kids eat the rest of it so that it doesn't go to waste. I wonder if the people that invented those bags, you know, that have a little pretzel and carob, I wonder if that's how it started. They were just going through the bottom of the granola box and said, hey, 
we can sell this again if we just scrape the stuff out. You right? Know? And look. Yeah. And you can do that at home, too, so you don't waste. I do love yogurt with fruit. I love fruit. Mm-hmm. My roasted chickpeas, that actually is in our trail mix right now. So delicious. Have you ever had those? I've had like wasabi. Would, I guess they would be roasted, right? Chickpeas, the dry ones that you're eating yes. like a nut. Is yeah, that yeah, what yeah. you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love those because that's a great mix of healthy carbs, fiber. There's some protein, a little bit of heart-healthy fat. And it's nice because it gives you that crunch. Yeah. That kind of can satisfy like a chip. Right. I love that. Um, my matcha energy bites. I think I've talked about those with you before. It's basically my own bar that I roll into balls that have macho, which is green tea leaves pulverized. So it gives you like kind of a kick of natural caffeine. But then the sweetener is dates. So I don't have any added sugar in there and it's cashews and pistachios and it's delicious. Hmm. So this is matcha. So it's actually mixed in with that whole thing. It's mm-hmm. not just the powder around the outside of a ball or something. Yeah. Like powder nope. sugar. Yeah. It's actually mixed into, and then just food process, no baking or cooking. Very interesting. Delicious. Yeah. That's a good one. So you've mentioned a couple of things though, and I'm, I'm encouraged now to try something new. I really am. But whether it's the matcha fig ball thing or it's a, a hard-boiled egg, that does take a little bit of thought first thing in the morning. So if you have to be out the door at 7 a.m., you can't really wake up and get this V8 like 10 minutes to 7. I mean, you got to have a little planning in your day to, yes. to put some of these ideas together. Yeah. So I cheat. I hard-boil probably usually around a dozen eggs every week. So we mm. have them. I can add them to salad. Me and the kids and Tom can have them as snacks as we're running out the door, literally what happened today. And when I'm really good at planning, I will peel all of them so that they're peeled yeah. and ready to go. Well, see, but here's what you're doing, which is so encouraging. You are not making, it seems like, for some of us peeking in the window at the DeRocha household, <laughs> that we would be, uh, you would be doing things that are making your life harder. You're actually coming up with the systems and the hacks that work for you, the food you like, but it's making your life easier because you're planning. Go figure. Absolutely. Yeah. People always, when I tell them things like that, they roll their eyes at me. But you know what? I, <laughs> I'm not I, rolling my eyes. Don't look at my eyes. They're not rolling. I make my kids, so the hard-boiled egg thing, they're all into it because they know that they're a part of the process. So they help me peel all of them. They don't do the best job ever. However, it gets done and we have them yeah. and we're good to go. So for me today... I was able to then grab one of those, and I had it, and it was already peeled, and it was perfect. And when you're doing your snacking through the day, when you talk about a hard-boiled egg, you would eat a whole, an entire hard-boiled egg at one time? Yes. Yeah. And so the filling you up part of this idea, Mm -hmm. obviously you're going to get more of that from a hard-boiled egg than you will from a little handful of trail mix. Uh, right? Am I right or wrong? Depends. Yeah. I feel like I feel like my hard-boiled egg and the banana were more like breakfast. Okay. So right. they're more substantial. Yeah. And like to go back to kind of fulfilling those macronutrients, like I kind of know what my day looks like today. So I wanted to make sure that I had protein in the morning to get me through the day mm. and then a banana because I wanted some carbs that were healthy. Yeah. And I worked out last night, so I know there's potassium there. And then, of course, I have coffee. <laughs> so uh, how much protein would you say are you looking to accomplish in a snack or even in your meals? Is the average at 15, 20 grams of protein per meal is what you're shooting for every day, or is that too high? So what I like people to look at is knowing kind of what, when you're looking at your macronutrients, your main nutrients, protein, fat, and carbs, 
doing what you can to mix those at one mm-hmm. time and also mix food groups. So when you do that, it allows you to have a bigger breadth of different foods. So that, I think, is one of the keys. I tap into a lot of intuitive eating, so I don't actually always log or calculate. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I do, sometimes I don't. But thinking about that, mixing up your food groups, having a lot of variety. Variety is key. Thinking of lots of colors. If you know you haven't had a lot of green today, Maybe later have, you know, a salad or I have kale chips right now because I made them on Sunday. So I'm going to, I'll probably have some of those. Thinking of things to kind of add variety with flavors and textures and nutrients and colors will allow you to make a better choice to have more well-rounded nutrition. I love the idea of thinking about the color and you, what was it you referred to the unicorn snack? What was that? You know, just <laughs> because it had the marshmallows. Yeah. 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 Because it had the marshmallows, but every day I try to think of, and I, my go-to is blueberries. So mm-hmm. when they're the two for five or the buy three, get one free kind of container, I bring them home, I wash them and I freeze them because I know I can always mm-hmm. grab a handful, which is probably what, two tablespoons, maybe three tablespoons. So what? Thaw them out, add it to my yogurt for the morning or yeah. a, just just eat them add just, oatmeal, just eat them as a snack yogurt, yeah throw them in your yeah. smoothie there's so so many options so as we start to wrap it up give us some takeaway tips here again you've been giving us so much great stuff today but give us a few of these planning tips that we can look at and maybe start to make a few healthy changes even today as we get going yeah so if you're just starting out be patient and kind with yourself and look at your week Some people in the beginning tell me, like I've had patients tell me, I like to take it day by day in the beginning because looking at the week is too overwhelming. So do that. Mm. Look at the day. And then if you can just do anything the night before so the morning doesn't feel so crazy or so rushed, try to do that and prep that. And maybe you start out with buying prepackaged things like that nutrition pack that I just bought at Costco. There's a bunch of them in there. And we've been grabbing them and taking them with us. So maybe you start there. And then as you evolve and start to learn more about what the family likes, what you enjoy, what time of day you're enjoying it, then you can start to make your own. Maybe it's a unicorn trail mix. Maybe it's a springtime trail mix. Maybe it's making sure that you purchase a few purpley blue things that you have in the fridge that are ready to go. And are you big on a cutoff at night? If you have a, not everybody has a typical schedule. And it doesn't matter whether you're in Southeast Michigan or any part of the state, but if you're in a factory or you're doing something, you may be working a night shift, so it's a little off. But if you have a traditional, quote-unquote, schedule, do you tend to think there's a cutoff for snacking at night, especially if you're going to sit down and stream your favorite show or binge, you know, and you didn't even start till 8 o'clock at night? This is what I always say to people. Tune in to if you're hungry or if you're full or if Mm -hmm. it's habitual that you're going to snack on something, like some chips while you're watching Netflix. But if you're actually hungry, it's okay to have something. So if you need to satisfy that hunger, just do it in a well-rounded way and find the balance that Grace talks about all the time. Yeah. Don't bring the bag or the box with you to the couch. Put in a bowl. That's a really good tip. Oh, that is such a big deal in my house. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Susan will say all the time, she'll say, oh, let's, uh, let me put it in a bowl. I'm like, put it in a bowl. I don't, I don't get enough lime flavored chips if I put them in a bowl. I, (laughs) Put the ice cream in a bowl, you know, so we have this back and forth. But to be honest, I've learned because I'm trained. You know, it's only been 40 years as a husband, but I'm trained now that it should be something I have to listen to. So that's really a good one. 
I guarantee you, if you put, you know, your one serving or one and a half servings in the bowl, after you eat that, you'll be full. But if you bring the bag of potato chips to the couch, I know. It's like I know. Mary Poppins' never-ending bag of chips. <laughs> and you know what can happen? You know this because we you get past the Super Bowl or whatever. You get, especially if you're drinking a soda, you, something that's going with those chips. When you run out of soda, the first thing you may be thinking is, well, I need to get more of that so I can eat more chips. And that's way the wrong oh, way to be yeah, thinking like about this. Building that ratio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. oh, I still have a little bit of pop left. I, get, <laughs> yeah. I need to go get more chips. Don't right. build the ratio. Stop that. <laughs> well, listen, you've encouraged me as always, and uh, I'm encouraged to uh, do a little better planning in my life, although I think I'm doing pretty well. You, you I think do I'm, great. You're awesome. I think, but I rarely put stuff in bags and put it in my car. That would be one place that I could really improve my life. And I don't go through drive throughs that often, but you know it's hard to eat a healthy salad while you're driving. Yeah. Well, and also, so. like, you don't want to be hangry while you're driving. That's when road rage starts. Like, you don't want, you don't want yeah. that. Well, Grace, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for encouraging all of us today. Grace DeRocha, who's been with us today from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Just a a wonderful podcast episode to encourage all of us to think about this idea of satisfying hunger, portion control. Everything can benefit our bodies, and it makes so much sense when you think about it intellectually. And then I know every once in a while we come off the rails, but that's okay. You can get back on. If you like our show, you want to hear more from a Healthier Michigan podcast, Uh, Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Go online. Jump on right now. Check us out at a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can even leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can get new episodes, old episodes on your smartphone or tablet. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or your favorite podcast app. Grace, take good care. Thanks, Chuck. Have a good one.